Hello and welcome to Coming From Junto, episode 101. We made it. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Just barely mm. made it through his birthday, <laughs> Tatteris. That is right. I just barely made it through my birthday. Yeah. You were there. You celebrated I with me. It. And uh, for all of you out there who are familiar with the YouTube series Hot Ones... Um, yeah. uh, what is the, what is the Sean Comments. Evans, what, what does he say at the beginning? He says like, uh, uh, 10 questions of over 10 increasingly hot wings and even hotter answers or something like that. Anyway, we did a hot ones thing. It was like a surprise birthday, John, for yeah. my birthday. Yeah. And, uh, Octavius was there. Yep. Friends were there. Mm-hmm. We ate increasingly spicing, spicy wings. Yes, we did. And, uh, I'm, I paid for it. The I had day. some sense. Yeah, what does that mean? Internet. Well, let me tell you what it means. <laughs> what it means is I started eating the wings like everybody else. Yeah. And it started out because, I mean, you know, I like hot food. I like spicy food. I like flavored food. But I already made my mind up before we started this. Yes. When this goes from enjoyable to painful, I stop. Sure. <laughs> I stop. Because I hate food that is so spicy that it is like finishing a tough workout. Sure. Like, cause you know what that feeling is like where you're like trying and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and you finally get to the end. You're kind of like, ah, and you just kind of, ah, I did it. Mm -hmm. I don't want my food experience to feel like that. Which is common sense, which which makes sense. I respect that. Around the sixth or seventh wing, there were a couple that were a little more spicier than I would prefer, but I'm like, okay, this is a matter of taste. What was the one? What was the what was the freaking thing called? Deathbed. Look here. Yeah. No, is that the one? Megadeth. 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 First of all, whatever Deathbed is. Deathbed is a comic book that was on my mind. Yeah, that's a that's a dope. The the art direction for that is really cool. Riley Rossmo. Shout the out to Riley really Rossmo. Cool. Riley Rossmo. We know you're listening to this episode. Shout, shout thank out for the to five you. stars, positive comments as well. Love you on that new Steve Orlando Martian Manhunter book. When I got to Megadeth, mm-hmm. I took a bite out of the wing. I said, Oh no. Mm-mm. Look here, I, Mama ain't raised no fool. I got enough sense to know the consequences, repercussions, and aftermath yeah. of this. The juice is not worth the squeeze. Yeah. So I stopped. Yeah. My wife, who who her her this is her quote. I think ketchup is spicy. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't think ketchup is spicy. But this is the stuff that she says. I did not hear that. Well, yeah, that's that's. She's like, oh man, this is so spicy. That is and funny. I'm like, wife. I'm done. Hey, my she, wife goes one wing beyond yeah, me. She she did it. I said, wife, why are you doing this? Yeah, you know, I mean, she's like, oh my gosh, my lips feel like they're peeling. I'm like, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. So I had enough sense to stop. I've lived enough years on this earth to know what I will <laughs> and won't do. Sure. You, however, yeah. If this is a banner snatch game of wings, uh huh. And it's almost like there was someone else controlling you, <laughs> making uh-huh. you choose uh-huh. the option to go towards the pain. I did. You took a different path than I did. I did. I did. Talk about your path. Well, I love Hot Ones. I, I love that YouTube series. And I think everything about it is great. The The way that they do the, the wings and the increasing spiciness kind of throws the celebrities off. Mm-hmm. So whatever template they have to answer their questions, like, oh, yeah, this is what I always say when I answer a question. They, they're trying to keep themselves together, you know, it's sweating through their brow and wiping their eyes and just working through it. 
I wanted to do a Hot Ones challenge, a Hot Ones experience with my friends, but I wanted to model my, my, my experience after one guest, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. who did not take a drink, nary a swig of any liquid, no beverage during the process. Not nail one. And I thought, how can I be more like Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> this is the one option I got, Octavius. Okay. I okay. either hire a trainer and I do four a days and become, you know, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. Probably well, not my path. Maybe, maybe uh, not. Or I, I don't know. I, I, I just eat, this a was, of, I, eat a bunch of fried right, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I did the, I did the ten wings, and they do the last dab, which is you know supposed to be one of the hotter ones, one of the last ones, and you dab a little extra on there, and that's the last one. But they cycle through the last dab, the recipes. So some seasons have one flavor, another have a different. And uh, the the friend of mine who brought the sauces with him had every last dab they've ever done. So that was. Four or five extra? I don't know. I think I ate 15 wings, and I didn't drink anything. And then the next day, my body said, you know we just turned 32, right? <laughs> what what does this. that mean to you? We can't keep doing it. Let this. me tell you what it means to me. And I'm doubled over, man. I was just feeling Is this really what happened? Oh, I was aching. I told you. I, I was going to go to the gym. I had grand plans. I'm like, I'm going to start this year right. I'm going to get in shape. I'm really going to be like Michael B. Jordan. Oh, oh, no. Oh no! Internet. I was watching this dude. I'm dialing nine one one. Eating these fall to the floor. Yeah, and I'm like, Adam, what's up with you, man? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this? He's crying. <laughs> his face is red. His eyes are red. Uh-huh. He's like coughing, like crying. He tried to do man thing. Actually, if you can go to Ad- Adam Chatteris <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> and you can see him attempting to do a man thing minute poorly, it was yeah. Ridiculous, but it was worth it to me. It was why, worth it. Why it was, was it worth it? it? Well, it was it was worth it to see all of my friends, to see you, to see your beautiful wife, to have everybody under one roof. It is so rare to have people together because we're always connected to each other. We can text, mm-hmm. we can hit each other up, but it's it takes effort and time, and that that is very meaningful. So I have a lot of gratitude, and it was an experience, was it not? It was an experience. It was it was like a tasting menu. But terrible. I love a good tasting menu. Yeah. Listen. Operative it, word, good. Internet. Yeah. Internet. Mm-hmm. I've had the the option, not the option, the opportunity to go on like a couple tasting menus over the past two years. I've never experienced it before two years ago. Yeah. Amazing experience. They bring out plate after plate. Mm-hmm. It's super long. Great conversation. Good friends. You get to talk with your friends about the food you're eating. I love the experience. Yeah, it's great. So much so, because those tasting menus are super expensive, I've been trying to replicate the experience Mm -hmm. by going, you're in Whole Foods? What kind of cupcakes you got? (laughs) Give me one of every cupcake. Okay, okay. You know? And then- Internet. This is the funniest thing in the world to me. And then- My man goes to a nice restaurant. He has his like seven plates. Yeah. Tries them all out. Yeah. Tasting notes. Yep. He goes uh, 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 giant and gets gets a dozen cupcakes. Budget. I love this. Doing it on the uh, this budget. This is so. This is Octavius in in a can. Like they, you 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 look for those experiences. You're resourceful. You know. You 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 scrounge. You make it happen. Yeah, man. Look around. You say, what can I use? What can I MacGyver into being a a fulfilling experience? Yeah, I took and it you over go, my you buddy's buy house. Every flavor of Tostito. 
and you just pass them joints around. It's I great. love that. It's great. Use internet. Try it. I'm telling you. Try something that you've never had. Let's say maybe you go and I've seen people do this on the internet. They order candy from overseas, yeah. like all kinds of different candies from around the world. Yeah. And just bring them in. Bring some of your friends together. Have everybody bite into one of the candies together and you guys talk and have conversation. Make an event out of it. You know, it's a really cool way to have a moment Yeah, that's not $100 or yeah. $150. You can spend $20 or $30. Yeah. And everybody you have a good time. time. You, yeah, you design the event around that, that. That's why I had such a good time. It was it was very meaningful to me that uh, 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 Timory thought of that and did that for me. She knows I love hot ones mm-hmm. and invited you all out and you all came out and it was a great day. The day after was not a great day. I believe. But now I am uh, I'm humbled. That was my last go of it. Are you, I was about to say, are you going to do this again? <laughs> it's, uh, no. Today, today, this week, right now, I can say, no, I'm not. I have a bad memory for pain. Mm. So maybe a month from now, if you ask me again, I'd be like, yeah, that was fun. I'm, I'm, listen, I keep the same rule. Mm. I would go until... I have that because I'm going to tell you, as soon as I bit that wing, I was like, oh, my word, Mm -hmm. who thinks this is good? It was painful (laughs) immediately, immediately, because I chewed it, small bite internet. Chew it, swallow it. My lips are burning. My mouth is burning. The back of my throat is burning. I'm I'm not talking about spicy. I'm talking about pain. Yes, like was, there's a and I mean I don't know because some people don't like spices at all. There's a difference between flavorful, spicy, agreed, and pain. It's the, almost like that I just swallow something I should not have be swallowing. Most definitely, like, like what is acid. in this? The one after Megadeth was my favorite wing, and I can't tell if that was because the wing is it, itself very good. The sauce is very good. It's called Exhoresco. I really enjoyed that, or my. My taste buds were so defiled that suddenly other things tasted good by comparison. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. I need to A-B test that. You got it. Yeah. Let's just go with a pizza tasting. Yeah. Time. <laughs> I'll Let's do go pizza. around the I'll city, do a pizza get a bunch of different kinds of pizza. Uh-huh. Let's get 10 different kinds of pizza Yeah. and do that. I'm get in. 10 different burgers, cut them up into four pieces. I'm in. And then I'm taste sold. a piece of each burger. I'm sold. Internet, you should, I'm telling you, man. Have every one of your friends go buy a burger from a different place in your neighborhood or your city. You know, even you saying that right now is making my stomach hurt a little because my body is still in recovery. So my 32 year old body says, you know what? You should do a tasting menu with like rice or couscous or, you know, like a nice neutral food. No. I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Ice, shaved ice, pass that around. What kind of flavor profile are you getting on that? No. Oh, yeah, I'm getting, um, Ice. Mm. Water ice is different. Though. I love it. Water ice is different and yeah. excellent. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on. I celebrated. I survived. It was wonderful. You made it. Happy birthday to me. You gave me a Godzilla. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I gave you a um, Funko Godzilla mm-hmm. that glows in the dark. Glows in the dark. Love that. Awesome. And a, a, a comic by John Hickman, Pax Romana. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I've been I, collecting no all of his stuff. That's pretty good. No Had problem. A great day. Great day. And here we are, episode 101. We made it. What are we talking about? We got a few things to talk about here. 
couple things going on. Um, you know, go, we can get into some quick stuff real quick. Let's. Have you seen the trailer for Little Movie? No. Little Movie. Well, Little Movie, I just is saw this the, a, Is this the opposite of Big with Tom Hanks? Kinda. No, really? I did not expect you to go for that. Kinda. Okay. But... Not we didn't see the trailer, so we can we don't know you're going to talk. D- about give me that. give me just a, a quick summary. What will I see? Short version. What you're going to see is a woman who's a jerk, mm-hmm. who's a boss, mm-hmm. and in the trailer, someone says, "How'd you get so rude?" She goes, "I'm rich," and mm. then someone goes, "I wish you were weren't you know an adult because then I'd put you in your place." And then she wakes up and she's a little kid. Oh, it is. Yo, okay. And who is who is the woman? Who's in the movie? Um, see, now I'm forgetting her name. Do we know she who the was, star is? I, I I do. As soon as I... I'm going to hop on IMDb real quick. I'm not even going to front. So you're saying it is not Tom Hanks? Uh, no, it's a black woman. It is no, not, definitely not Tom it's Hanks. It's not Tom Hanks. If okay. it's Tom Hanks, then we got, we got something to work through. I know Issa Rae is in it. Okay. So that's number one. Uh, so main main characters we have here, we've got... Marissa Martin mm-hmm. from Blackish. Yeah. One of the twins. Yeah. She is the little version of the main character. And why can I not find it's not what is But her? it's not Issa Ray? No, Issa Ray is like the secondary person. She's like the The supporting um, um, Yeah, like supporting supporting role. Sure. Why can I not find IMDb doesn't even have this internet. Um, little they, look look they, for little has a big problem. They don't even know who that star is. I I don't know who the star is. I know you know what I mean. Like I know who who the lead actor is. She was in um. Dang, this is great podcasting right now. Who is yeah, uh? I'm enjoying it. Uh, girls trip, girls trip. I know this woman's name. It's just it's, Regina Hall. That's who I thought Regina it was. Hall. I just didn't want to say the wrong name. Regina Hall. Regina Hall is the like the main character, mm-hmm. and then she turns into the smaller character. Anyway, okay. not much to talk about that other than me stumbling through it. Moving forward. Uh huh. All right. So what else we got? News uh, on Venom Two. Venom Two is happening. It's official. It's officially going down. Which means Venom One made enough money. And are we surprised? I mean, do we expect the same? I was surprised because Venom was better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, I watched it again recently. And? <laughs> Same exact effect. Like you know whatever. what we haven't talked about yet? What's and that? it just occurred to me that we will have to. I finally saw Aquaman. Okay. Finally saw Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And when I think of a, a movie like Venom, I immediately went Aquaman. Because it is... Of a similar caliber, I think. Okay. I think it's a very similar. You, you know what I mean? Where it's like, is is this this is bad, but it's good? Is this good or is it bad? It's somewhere it rides the line in between. Well, those. See, see, the thing is, all right. So let's let's get into this without going into spoilers. Sure. Do you have a letter grade for Aquaman? Uh, yeah. C. I have a C too. S E A. See it. S E A. I give Aquaman S E A C. Uh, that's my letter grade. You see what I did? I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I don't I've know if I approve the, of it. I've become the ocean master of letter grades. Yeah. So actually... It is an actual C, yeah. A, I give it a C too. Now, Aquaman is officially, I believe, the highest grossing DC cinematic movie movie. Really? I think so. Huh. 
I think it's higher than. You, I mean, you can fact. I'm, I'm going to fact check it not because I don't believe you, but that seems crazy. Because if you were to tell me Justice League has a movie, everyone I know who is a DC fan goes to see Justice League, absolutely, or Batman v Superman, right? Regardless of how well they fare in the, uh, or uh, regardless of how well they fare with critics, I should say, mm-hmm. I still think everyone goes out to see it. So it's highest grossing. But Aquaman, I don't know. Aquaman seems so specific. If you were to tell me a couple years ago that there's going to be a Superman movie, there's going to be a Batman versus Superman movie, there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie, and there's going to be an Aquaman movie, and say, hey, mm-hmm. which one of these two movies will, will do the best box office-wise? I would have said Superman and Superman and Superman and Batman versus Superman. That's Obviously. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, it appears to be the truth. So Aquaman is like the highest grossing one. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that appears to be the truth. Mm-hmm. It's looking like it's going to be like a billion dollars or maybe something like that. Yeah, right now it's sitting around, what is it? 846 million. Right. Which is like 200 million more than Justice League. Right. Which is fascinating. Yes. So the thing is, whether it's good or not, it's been very successful. That's right. And that says something That's right. about where things are right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, I've seen Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I've seen Venom. I've seen Aquaman. And they all kind of occupy a similar space yes. of, okay, I had fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. Yeah. You know? It's a C. Yeah. Cool. This isn't bad. This isn't great, sure, but it's good. It's a good time at the movies. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Warner Brothers DC is going, oh, yeah. if we can give people a good time at the movies, huh, Yeah, maybe that's the groove. Maybe it doesn't have to be. Now, I personally think, was it Man of Steel is mm-hmm. a better movie? Sure. I think Batman v Superman is a better movie. Sure. You know, Wonder Woman, I think Wonder Woman is C. Is a C. I think Wonder Woman is cool. Mm-hmm. I think Aquaman is is cool. I think there's parts of Aquaman that are beautiful. They yeah. look really, really great. Oh, it's a, it's a spectacle. It looks amazing. Yeah. But And you I'm, saw it in IMAX, right? Right. Yeah. I didn't even get that. I'd be interested to see where, where Warner Brothers in DC goes now. Now that they start to have like this different vibe and direction. Well... We're going to see very soon, because we have Shazam coming out. Right. And Shazam appears to be following the mood and tone of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman 2, which appears a little more lighthearted. We haven't really seen much, but they said that it's going to take place during the 80s. I'm putting my money on. It'll be a little more like a Guardians of the Galaxy or like a lighthearted kind of joint mm-hmm. than dark and brooding Zack Snyder kind of thing. Right. And then a little bit later, uh, what what else do we get from DC? Suicide the Squad Joker's coming out. The Joker's coming out 2019. Oh, okay. So Yeah, I, I we'll would love to know is. what lessons are gleaned from Aquaman's success. I love James Wan. Uh, I, I saw, we talk about Saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Fast and the Furious movies. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like the Splash and the Furious. We're going <laughs> to the water. So that, that's what this is all kinda, about. Kind of was. Yeah, yes. It, it's, so that's 
I'm I'm good with that. I'm ready for that. My 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 subtitle of my review, I'm gonna say it's a C, but my my explanation is this is like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with a huge budget. You uh, mean the movie that just came out? No, I mean like the old Mighty Morphin with Ivan Ooze. Uh-huh. You remember watching that when you were a kid? Yep. Costumes, the adventures, the lore, the villains, the everything. Aquaman is that, just with a huge budget. A huge budget. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I remember having the same feeling of, I know what this movie is. When I saw Black Manta in the Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. immediately I saw that like lion, winged lion dude in uh, the Power Rangers. You know, Goldar. Yeah, Goldar. Right. And I was just like, I'll go down there for you. This is, yeah. This mm-hmm. I have the same, it, it stirred up the same feeling. The part that Mr. Yogi was like, you can call me. Black Manta. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to call you Black Manta. Yeah. Don't you ever tell me to call. Don't tell me what to call you. Don't, te- don't, don't, don't yeah. tell me to call you Black Manta. I'm going to decide what I want to call you. Don't, don't name yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, well, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's that's so funny to tell you, though. It's like, Goldar. It's funny because it's like, he's Black Manta because he's black. <laughs> like, that's the reason he's Black Manta. He's not Manta. Mm-mm. He's like, Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could also be lightning. No, your lightning is black. His suit is insane. And it's I awesome. I, th- I thought it was really fun to watch. And people make fun of it because of the size of his dome. His head is gigantic. And I laughed at the line in that movie when he is building the suit. And he breaks the helmet. Mm-hmm. And then he says out loud to no one, I'm going to have to make the helmet bigger. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you gotta make it as big as you can, my man. You gotta make it so it wobbles off your shoulders because it's like a gigantic. He did like a Funko Pop a little bit. He does. And it, when I saw Black Manta hopping around in uh, Italy and they're fighting and blowing stuff up, I was just like, "This is the Power Rangers," and I'm good with it. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm good. I, with I, it. I get the the reference of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. It's like let's just do it. We're just gonna. We're just going to make giant kaiju and smash stuff up, yep. except we're going to go underwater and it's smash wacky stuff up. as hell. It's fun to watch, though. Wacky as hell. Fun to watch. Uh, Power Rangers, big budget. So that, that was my Aquaman experience. I had a blast watching that movie in... I brought up Power Rangers. I had a blast watching that movie in the same way I watched Jupiter Ascending. But this is like... Adam. This is like Jupiter stop Ascending, except it's coherent. You can't stop me, man. It's America, baby. <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter sending scratch that from the record your honor but I, yo <laughs> cut that part out <laughs> yo alright here we go Aquaman go is Neptune ascending you see because Neptune is a planet as well as the god of the ocean you see what I did there Aquaman is Jupiter descending yeah. underwater. You see, you see what I'm doing. You see what I'm doing. Write these jokes down. Yeah. Save them for later. Um, go see Aquaman if you have the chance, but make sure that you go uh, with a friend that is good with you cracking jokes because yeah. you're gonna laugh. Yeah, it's just a funny movie. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because we got Matt Reeves doing a Batman movie. I think that they're talking about the first version of the script is done or something oh. like that oh. um, or will be done soon. I feel like we are never going to stop talking about Matt Reeves eventually doing a Batman movie. I mean, because everybody's very excited about it. We've been talking about it forever. Yeah, but I mean, it. I'm, I'm excited about it. If like, you don't know, Matt Reeves is responsible for the uh, the trilogy of the Planet of the Apes movies that 
Just came only out. Two. He only did two. two. He did the last two. Oh, he, oh, he didn't do the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's that's fine because the second two were awesome. Mm-hmm. They were they were pretty good. So uh, he's going to be doing. They, there had been a rumor for a long time that he was going to work on it, and now it's confirmed. This was around the same time that we were wondering: Is Ben Affleck done? Or is, we still don't know. We still don't know. So I I feel like we will speak about it forever, and then eventually it'll happen. And I hope it's good. Where do you think that they're going to go now when it comes to rebooting? Moving in a direction of like trying to incorporate all of these. All of them together? Yeah, because like we've gone from Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, now Aquaman. But then we're yeah. kind of like, what are we doing and it seems like what they've done is gone, all right, we're going to let it breathe, give it a year. And it's almost like, in a sense, it feels like they could be like soft rebooting via yeah. tone. Yeah. Like they're sure. not re- necessarily re- rebooting via all new characters, mm-hmm. but rebooting via tone mm-hmm. because these movies are so different from Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. That's right. You know, so I keep, I just, I'm not even saying Justice League. It's like the movie didn't even happen. Yeah. You know, but. I know. I think the tone is changing, and I'm curious as to, are they going to reboot? Is this Matt Reeves Batman going to be with Ben Affleck? It's like, I just, I, I still don't know what DC's doing yeah. with their movies. Yeah, and maybe it is, maybe that's a good thing, because for the longest time, we've always compared Marvel's movies and the whole it's all connected thing mm-hmm. to whatever DC was attempting. Right. Maybe it's a good thing that we don't know exactly what they're working on, because that means they can surprise us. Right. As opposed to us expecting something specific and them under-delivering. Yeah. Uh, I think if they're wise, they will back off from the shared universe Mm -hmm. and decide it's better for us to take all of our characters and separate them and use different styles, different directors, different visions and voices to make stories that are unique and that Marvel isn't bold enough to try. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like that—that that is what's on the table for them. If they, Joker. if they want that, if they want that, they can say, Marvel can't do this because they're too busy making this one synchronized world. Mm-hmm. They can't take these huge risks. And DC has this stable of incredible directors and writers and characters to use, and they can do a horror movie, a comedy. They can do and um, what was Aquaman? What what genre would you call Aquaman? Action adventure slash comedy. I would call it a fantasy. It was it felt more like Lord of the Rings than it did a superhero movie that I, I saw. And I, I will I will say that movie seemed to have incorporated. Every genre of film in a different environment. Aquaman is like Tron, Star Wars, like all mixed up Mm -hmm. together. Uh You know, it's ready. Like there's aspects of it that are just like visual spectacle, Mm -hmm. you know, just giant, huge, crazy battle. Yeah. Just to be. So I'm, I'm sure there's some. You know, some Lord of Ring, Lord of the Rings, most definitely. Of it that's most just, definitely. There's just epic visual stuff that's kind of like, what is even happening on this screen? There's too much going on. They do the action movie with the, all the, the fight scenes and the close combat, and when you first meet Black Manta mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They have almost kind of a Disney fantasy or fairy tale where it's like, my mother and my father shouldn't have been in love, right? But their love made me, and their love is going to save the world. They've got that. They've got the fantasy aspect like Lord of the Rings when they go to Atlantis Mm -hmm. and you have people with 
crazy names talking about other people with crazy names like you and I know who they are. Right. Like, who's Orn? Who who are these people? I don't know. Then they also do a romantic comedy. They go to Italy. That whole John was like a romantic comedy. What was what was that? Mm-hmm. And then they go to the trench. That's a horror movie. When they're fighting them like zombie mm-hmm. amphibious types. Mm-hmm. And then they see dinosaurs. It was every genre. It was like every single genre. The only genre they didn't do was whatever Jordan Peele makes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's it. It's the one they didn't touch. But I was like, wow, this is every film. That's a, that's a choice. Why decide what movie you make when you can make every movie? I don't know about that, but I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's our, how we got that's our impromptu uh, Aquaman review. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. skip it. At the end, we tell you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's Punisher's coming out. January 18th. January 18th. So that is next Friday. Are you excited? Friday. I am. Yeah. I am excited about that. I saw recently that Jerry Conway, uh, the creator of the character, had spoken uh, out against police and, and lawmaking authorities. Yeah, using the... Using the, the yeah, we the, saw that. That was like last year you talked yeah, about Yeah, and I, I saw that resurface again, and I was just thinking about that, because I remember watching the first season of The Punisher and being really impressed with the way that they handled that material. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So I'm, I'm excited about season two of the, the, the show, because I have no earthly idea where they go from there. Well, somewhere. Yeah. True Detective season three comes out on Sunday. So excited. That is the 13th. Very excited. Very excited about that. I hope it's good. Super. Well, I mean, Mahershal is in that. I know. Which leads us to the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes happened. Yep. Did you watch them? No. Me neither. I did not. <laughs> but I always follow the list. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like to see who won. Who's on? Uh, San, Sandra O oh won for Killing Eve, right? Mm-hmm. And she co-hosted the show. I just finished watching Killing Eve a couple of days ago. Definitely on my list. Very good. Top TV. Yeah, I really enjoyed there. that show. She's great in that show. That is a really good show. Yeah. Really good. Um, there were uh, a few things that I thought were notable as far as the winners of the Golden Globes go. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Spider-Verse yes. won for Best Animated Movie. Of course it did. Obviously. What I mean, one of the best animated movies I've seen. Yep. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Uh, and then Deserved. I'm trying to think of some of the others that caught my attention. Um the uh, best comedy musical was Green Mile. Best drama. Not Green Mile. Or Green Mile. Dog. Green Book. <laughs> it's the wrong movie, man. It is. It it's is. the wrong It's all right. Movie. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah, Green Book. Uh, and the best drama was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, what did you think about that? Never saw Bohemian Rhapsody, so oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't say anything about that. I have seen Green Book. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't necessarily dislike it, mm-hmm. but I would not say that it was best picture mm-hmm. in, in my list. And we already did our top 10 lists, uh, uh, in episode 100, but in my list, it doesn't place. I thought that it was, honestly, I thought it was just really predictable. It was like not a really groundbreaking story. Okay. In the year 2018, when it came out, it's it's not that ground. It's not that edgy or moving or emotional. The thing that I like about it is Mahershala Ali is mm-hmm. phenomenal and charismatic. Yes, and I can watch him do anything. And Viggo Mortensen was great to watch too. I really enjoyed his performance. But apart from those two 
actors, like specifically the actors and what the actors did. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really crazy about the movie. Okay. All right. You? Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah? I liked it a whole lot. It was definitely on my top 10 list. I don't remember exactly where it was. Sure. But I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, so a couple people who won, we got Mahershala Ali winning for Best Supporting Actor in Green Book. And we also have Regina King for winning Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Regina King is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Boondocks. Mm-hmm. She is the voice of two of the characters on Boondocks. Yeah. Um, what was it seven seconds on Netflix last year or whatever that was? Uh, she's, she's an amazing actress. Like she's fantastic. And her winning an award, I totally believe in Regina King. Mm-hmm. However, spoilers for if Bill Street could talk. I still haven't seen it. So I'm not going to. You can you you may because I, I I'll say I don't think it's that kind of movie for me. I'm there for the visuals and the emotion of it. I, I don't know if there's like a twist or a turn that's necessarily going to affect me. Internet spoilers for if Bill Street could talk. Spoilers for if Bill, if Bill Street could talk. Three, two, one. Spoiler walls up. It's your fault. It's all of our faults. Listen, Barry Jenkins mm-hmm. made Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Moonlight is amazing. Yeah. Very, very good. I remember we talking about our top 10 list of movies, and I was like, oh, man, Moonlight. I'm just saving a... I mean, uh, if Bill Street could talk, I'm saving a spot for Barry Jenkins. I just believe so much in him. My wife and I go see this movie, and we left the movie going, that was not our cup of tea. Dang, really? Oh, No kidding. Now, visually... It's beautiful. See, I think that's what it's about. It well, right? It's like it's like a painting. It's like nah, series of paintings. Man. Nah, like no. Oh, uh, you needed to see it in three D. That's what it was. I don't you think. To, I don't know yeah, if that's it. Yeah, but we watched this movie, and we were kind of like, "This is beautiful to look at." Mm-hmm. Um, well shot. I mean, it's very. It's very like. Emo- like there are these scenes that evoke emotion like you're supposed to feel something mm-hmm. but man is this movie slow mm-hmm. it just drags on and we're like and this movie is about what mm. okay that's beautiful Okay, he's handsome. Okay, she's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, black love. That is beautiful. That's amazing. Got it. Yeah. And what is this about? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and I, and I, it, it kind of goes, uh, Alexis and I kind of came to this conclusion of like, who is this movie for? Hmm. Because without telling the story, we're kind of like, yeah, black love is important. Okay, right, good. Got you. Mm-hmm. Go on. Do you think it's a movie critics movie? I I can't. You know I, what I mean when I say that? Maybe because no, I don't know what you mean when I say when you say that because I'm sitting here going like this story without giving it away is a story that we've seen already. Mm-hmm. We've seen this in because it's the black experience. Mm-hmm. 
That's basically what it is. It's the black experience told in a very, very visually beautifully beautiful aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But the story is like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough out there. What else you got to say? Sure. Oh, it's rough out there is the point? Well, who's this movie for? It's kind of like we're talking about Black Black Klansmen. Like, who is this for? Yeah. Because I know this already. You know? You're not, you're, like, I don't understand what, like, the point, what the angle, like, what's, what's the thing you're trying to get me to walk away from this with? Other than, wow, you know how to make a movie look pretty. Yeah. Because I will never take that away from Barry Jenkins. He sure. can make some stuff look good. Sure. But there's certain scenes where you're kind of going, like, okay, I feel like you're, you're, like, taking me to something. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like he just goes, dot, 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 and stands back. And hmm. you go, no, 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 finish the sentence. And you go, no. Hmm. Look at that. See, I think, I think to some people, Moonlight was like that. Because I remember speaking to some friends of mine about Moonlight, friends who are queer, and they're like, yeah, and hmm. because the it, what I'm okay, hearing, okay, what I'm hearing is interesting. Like the experience is well, this this experience is an experience I understand. I I understand. I'm also for it. I'm happy exactly. that it's being shown, right? But like we're not we're not breaking new ground here. Mm. And um, I remember when Moonlight came interesting. out. Interesting. Okay, I, I had an interesting. Uh, uh, Vantage on the film because I thought it was gorgeous. It was be- it was very beautifully shot. I can understand the uh, the 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 weight of the film existing mm-hmm. and being recognized for mm-hmm. its greatness, and you know appreciating the the story that is not often told, especially in like a wide audience that is celebrated by a lot of people. The story that is not often told of a young man of color coming to terms with his queerness being a homosexual Mm -hmm. and also black and like trying to come up from wherever he is right and i remember watching that movie and being like wow it's beautiful on its face visually it's also a great story love it and i was talking to a friend of mine i got weirdly defensive because they're like it was boring it was slow and Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah but did you and as i was asking the question i'm realizing i'm about to ask this person who has that life if they got it Mm mm-hmm uh, who all, who would get it if not this person? Mm. It was about you, you know? Mm. And uh, I thought that was interesting. So I wonder what you're explaining to me. I wonder if is it, is it like, this is too familiar for me to be moved by it. That's an interesting perspective because I, I, in hearing you say that, I think we, I think my wife and I arrived at that because yeah. my wife was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't for, it wasn't made to tell us a story that revealed anything to us. Yeah. You know, that's, that's interesting. Because when I said that out loud, I kind of moved past it. She goes, no, you got it already. Like you said it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for us, hmm. you know, because, and I also think that maybe we have a perspective that is unique mm-hmm. in a sense, maybe not, but we're married. We've been married for 157 years. That's yeah, not true. That's we, right. Congratulations. We, thank you. On 157. Um, we've been married for almost a decade. You yeah. know, not quite, but we're we're getting closer and closer to that day by day. We have a child. You know, we have not lived in that time period. So to see, like, the whole aspect that I thought that this movie was going to come from was like black love. That, you know, and like this beautiful relationship between these two people told in this, because I've never read the book. I don't even know what it's about. Sure. But as we're watching it, we're kind of going like, okay, yeah, right. 
Right. Okay. Yep. No, no. That, that's the relationship dynamic. All right. And oh, yep. That's a difficult part of life. Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And that happens to you. Okay. Right. And it's just, it was like, uh-huh. Yep. And then the and movie then ended. Yeah. And we were like, maybe because this is so familiar to us. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. And I, so I'd be interested to hear what other people love about it because I will talk to you about how beautiful it is all day. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, I, have you seen the film Roma? Alfonso Cuarón? I, I started that, but because it's subtitled and I have a little human climbing on me. Different effort for I, you, I, I, hit, I just turned it off. For real, yeah. Because the, the, the youngling does not care that I'm trying to read subtitles. I watched, I watched Roma. Regrettably, I watched it at home on Netflix. It's playing at the Ritz. It is. Not far away. Oh, I'm going to go see it And I would then. very much like to see it there, where I'm sitting in one place and my eyes are focused on the screen, and mm-hmm. that's that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be checking my phone. Uh, I would like to see it ideally on the silver screen, you know? And I watched Roma, and I, I think a lot of folks will watch Roma and not be moved by it. Be like, this is very slow moving. It doesn't necessarily have a plot per se. It's more about this person's life and what that life looks like. Now that life looks like different, something different from my life. And so I will be certainly interested in sinking my teeth into someone else's reality. There's that. Mm-hmm. But I certainly understand the challenge of you know watching something that seems like so opposite of fantastic, so mundane, it either is showing me beauty that I didn't realize that I already have, that I've experienced, or it's just showing me stuff that I've like, I've already lived this, so why am I spending time here? I'm it wasn't, it, it's not that I was, I was angry about it. It's yeah. kind of like I was, it's one of those examples, it's one of the times when I go into a movie knowing nothing, mm. but I recognized I did have expectations. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of going, oh, that's what this movie's about? That's interesting. Oh, man. I didn't know that this is what this was. I thought this was something completely different. Sure. But, all right. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, if but it, all that being talk. said, Regina King killed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in that movie, she did amazing. Mm-hmm. She crushed it. Yeah. So, that's how I got there from Golden Globes. It's, a, it's an interesting conversation because a lot of what you're describing is part of the reason why I didn't like Green Book. Mm-hmm. Because Green Book was made by a white man, and it's a story about a white man and a black man like learning to accept one another. And this kind of like softened version of this is what it looks like when we cross bridges and, and learn about one another and teach each other and, and put our walls down and accept each other for the people that we are. I, that I knew every single scene that would be in that movie and every single scene that I, I guessed was in fact in that movie. So it was not showing me something that I thought was relevant to the really nuanced version of race relations in 2019. It was showing me something that I, I probably would have been moved by when I was growing up. And be like, man, this is a beautiful movie about these guys like figuring each other out and helping each other out. But now I'm like, this is not this. Is, it didn't feel topical to me. It felt pandering, like white people. This is what it's like to accept black people, but only if they have an incredible skill. Hmm. But only if they prove talented and useful. Hmm. And it was like, you know, uh, Mahershala Ali is a phenomenal actor. And just watching him be kind of like, kind of, 
hypocrisy and standoffish and not a part of the culture that people are like bringing him down to with mm -hmm. their racism. It's just fun to watch him work. But I, I kept thinking, man, a white person wrote this story, made this story. Well, it's based off of real people well it's based off of the real uh, actual story which was told by Vigo mortensen's character mm -hmm. a white person mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking about like the story's lens the perspective because Vigo mortensen's character that actual character i believe his son went on to like work on this film or adapt it into something okay. and so i'm just thinking about like what are, what are the lenses that are at work here it's a good story it's positive it's uplifting it's wonderful but it wasn't complex enough for me to be interested still you know i i have a thought here mm -hmm. i think this is why i'm so drawn to get out mm. because there's it's like a jason possible you know, yeah. it's yeah, taking sure. something that we've seen someplace else and putting it in a different context and telling it in a different way that makes you go, oh, yeah, okay, wow. Yeah. I never saw it like that. Sure. And I was talking to a friend of mine about how comedy and horror kind of function in like similar modes, the same to me, this is my kind of like hypothesis. Mm -hmm. The same mechanism that makes something scary is a similar mechanism to make something funny. The unexpected. Well, that was not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is the relatability to it. Oh. The thing that makes oh, something okay. scary is goes, oh, I can relate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something in me activates that goes, sure. I can connect with that. Sure. As to why that would be scary. It's scary because I could see it. I could, you know, something, it's, it, it, it grabs a part of me that I kind of don't have control over. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't get to turn turn fear. I can't just turn fear off. Sure. It happens to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And same thing as something being funny. It's funny because I can relate to it. I connect to it. I can't just make something not funny. Nothing worse than holding back laughter that you know is going to feel great. Yeah. Then you just, you just like, you, you, you almost want to like risk it all and just laugh. Yeah. Like, but it's similar. It's it's the relatability about it. And I think Jordan Peele, this is completely my own hypothesis, has used all the time in comedy and the timing and the ability to relate something to you to make something funny. Yeah. And his love for horror and connected those two things together in in his own experience and melded them in a way yeah. that's kind of like, I've never seen that. From that perspective, in that same thing of like, you've found a way to make me relate to these things mm -hmm. and go, oh, yeah, that is funnier. Oh, yeah, that would be scarier. Oh, yeah, I never saw it like that. Yeah. And I've been thinking about from Black Klansman to um, Beale Street to you even talking about uh, Green Book, mm -hmm. kind of like, it seems like a lot of these stories that we're getting now that are relating to black folk and black culture they're progressing out of the same kind of storytelling but they're still kind of like we're gonna tell this story because it works sure. you know what i mean yeah and, and what we're talking about it right now is like I, I remember a woman who was on justin simeon's podcast called don't at me and she was talking about like listen i know there's a lot of this stuff about coming up out of the struggle and yada 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 that's not my life. Mm -hmm. That's not how I grew up. That's not my experience. Mm -hmm. I need some black stories that just 
having a good time. Things are going well. Yeah. It's just a good story. There's a reason it's why not- Girls Trip was so popular, right? Because G- Girls Trip was hilarious, but it was about pe- uh, experiences I think a lot of women have had, and especially women of color. And it wasn't like... Man, the origin story of all these characters was the come up, and they had to come through all these gauntlets of things. And while that's like, the, that's they, the they were allowed story to prosper for a lot of people, sure, getting to the point where I mean, I'm I'm watching Luther, and we're way off on the, but this is comic book Junto. Welcome mm-hmm. to episode one hundred and one. Yeah, if you don't, that's know. right. It's the tangent. I'm watching Luther episode two. I'm on right now, and I'm just recognizing. I'm like, there's so many black people in this show and I notice this a lot in shows from the UK but black people it just looks more like the real world mm-hmm. main character is black the person that Luther's working with is black the person who answers the door is black mm-hmm. the person who happens to be on the bus is black they're just black people being black yeah if you watch American movies you would think to be black is to always be weeping and gnashing your teeth you know what i mean uh-huh. to a certain aspect that is true yeah but we are so dynamic there's so many other aspects of story spider verse kind of being one of them kind of like telling, well let's tell from a different angle you know mm-hmm. what i mean like what if a black kid black and puerto rican kid wore the mask mm-hmm. you know like it doesn't have to be so i i'm kind of just bouncing this thought around of like why am I not responding the same to some of these stories? Sure. Because it's just not having the same effect anymore. Sure. Well, and the the other thing that I think ought to be said is making a case for personal style of interest and like flavor and Mm -hmm. having a palette for things. Because I can say I am the number one jazz fan. I love jazz. And also, in the same breath, say, you know, but I'm also not a a huge fan of these musicians. And that's just like, I I recognize the style. Right. Or I say, I love music. I just love, I'm a crazy music guy. I just love music of all kinds. Not a big fan of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And you, I can still appreciate the existence of the thing, the contribution. I can still look in Barry Jenkins' direction and say, I see what you are doing. But the 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 language you use or the flavor that you cook with might just not be mine. That mm-hmm. it might not be the one that that I'm mm-hmm. all about. And also, how many films has Barry Jenkins made? I think this is his third. I yeah, could be so wrong. like he's just beginning, just beginning. But it's um, all of it is to come around to say, I'm not saying that Green Book was a bad movie, but it didn't it didn't affect me in the way that. Apparently, it affected the globe, the globes. I guess mm-hmm. that's it, right? That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking here and looking at IMDb. Um, so he's got a few shorts, shorts TV, mm-hmm. Moonlight TV series episode. Yeah. So it's like he's got two major. Unless I'm skipping over something here, two major motion pictures. Mm-hmm. Nope. Three. Medicine for Melancholy. Okay. I haven't seen that. Me either. Three major motion pictures. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to start somewhere. Two more things I want to talk about today on the top of my head. Mm -hmm. One is a conversation that everybody is having. uh, Netflix, actually within Netflix, let's just say it's nested here. Yeah. Two things people are talking about on Netflix. One, Bird Box. Mm -hmm. Two, 
Bandersnatch. Yes. Have you seen them both? I've seen them. What do you have to say about Bird Box? Spoilers. Spoilers. For Bird Box. Don't look. Three, Cover your eyes. Two, one. It's your fault. You can't see it. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about Bird Box now. Mm-hmm. If you're over here... You've taken the blindfold off. Mm-hmm. You can now see. Don't take the. Don't take the. Don't take the blindfold. Listen to me. I will kill you. Yeah. I will kill you. Look okay. at me. Okay. I will kill you. That's the way the movie basically starts. Basically, yeah. If you do not follow our instructions, I will kill you, Is girl, boy. Do you think Sandra Bullock and Kratos share a, a child? Boy. Yeah. I, th- I just thought, oh, maybe. Cover your eyes, boy. <laughs> you, you know, you can hear that. I just did. Do not look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Atreus. Oh, what yeah. did you think of Bird Box? I thought Bird Box was good. Mm-hmm. I like Bird Box a lot. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. I was into it. Yeah. I was talking to the TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's one of those moments where it's like, don't let them in. The- Why are you letting them in? The- what are you doing? It is very much that. You know, it's yeah. one of those where it's like, oh my gosh, it's about to happen. I'm going to tell you, soon as that dude can't, because I'm thinking about me in this situation. I'm like, yo, if I'm in that situation, uh-huh. I'm going to be a different type of dude. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to be like Travante. That's all right. Let people in. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. But I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, w- I know a lot of people had issues about not seeing the monster. I was fine with it. Yeah, sure. It right. wasn't it, about the monster. That was the story that it was telling. It yeah. wasn't about... It, it was about the fear in people, not the monster. Yes. Sure. What about you? Uh, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think it's... I think it's Funny that for some reason it has captured the attention of everyone on Twitter. My timeline is all bird box all the time. And I don't quite know why. I don't totally understand why. I think it's, I think I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I was not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's just very memeable. You know, it is just prime. For memeing. Yeah. And so it is great for, it's just a meme factory as far as, you know, what what would get you to lift the blindfold off your eyes? Mm-hmm. You know, and people responding to that or like pulling the blindfold down so you're not looking at things. It's just really applicable in that space. Right. As far as the movie goes, I thought it was okay. It's just okay. It's all right. I want to know uh, how Trevante uh, was cutting his hair. Yeah, because he stays sharp. Yeah, he looked beautiful. For him. Like, in the world is fade, in disrepair. Fade, no beard. His fade was beautiful. I mean, Devante <laughs> is out here keeping it sharp. I don't know if he had if he had some clippers on him. I don't know. You Speaking know? of Barry Jenkins, you know, really, I think introduced that actor he to a lot of people. He became an actor five years ago. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's great. I really like him a lot. All right, let's talk about Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. That's the other one that everybody's talking about. Yes. Black Mirror. It is the new episode. Technically, mm-hmm. it's a movie. A movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, an hour and a half long, maybe. Maybe. Five hours, maybe. Could be. It is an interactive, choose-your-own-adventure Black Mirror film. Right. And you watched it. I did. How, how much time did you spend on Bandersnatch? Four so hours? I, I, I was going to go into a sentence, but no. not quite. Okay. Four Um. <laughs> So I watched it by myself because when I found, so when I first, you know me, I don't, I found out that it was coming out mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to watch the trailer. It's coming out tomorrow. That's you right. know, like yeah. I'm going to just go into it. And in our group text, somebody was like, that's a choose your own adventure joint. 
And I was kind of like, oh, it's an episode about True Joint Adventure. Yeah. And then I tried to fire it up on Apple TV. And it doesn't work. And it didn't work. And I hit the group text like, hold up. This is actually a choose-your-own-adventure show? Yeah. And y'all were like, yeah. So that made me go, oh, well, I'm definitely going to watch this before my Christmas party because I have a Christmas party every year. Mm -hmm. And usually what happens is we end up watching TV in the past couple of years we ended up watching at least one episode of Black Mirror. Fascinating. So I'm like, well, if this is choose your own adventure, I'm going to be pissed off if the whole room is yelling at the television. That's a good point. And I can't have the experience the way I want to. So I went through it by myself once. Mm -hmm. When the Christmas party happened, the whole room, which had to have been four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten plus people mm -hmm. were yelling at the TV. Mm -hmm. as, And I gave my buddy Dante... The PlayStation remote. I'm like, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. I'm, I'm watching the spectacle. Uh -huh. So I watched it through twice. Got you. Did you get an ending that felt satisfactory? No. no. I did not get an ending that felt satisfactory. Mm -hmm. um, when the group went through it, they got a completely different ending. And I was like, oh, that's a little bit better of an ending. Mm -hmm. But... I have my overall feelings about this in general. What, yeah, what, what, what do you go ahead? Well, so I, I watched Bandersnatch the day that it came out. Um, I, I know how I feel about Black Mirror episodes. I usually feel like I can watch when a regular season happens, I can watch one episode and then I need to do something else. That's what we've said on the show before. Yeah. It's yeah. like a palate cleanser. You need to take some time, walk around, call your mom, something. <laughs> And uh, I wasn't sure how I would deal with this being very long. And then also, you know, you, you can go back and make other choices and so on. Right. And I enjoyed it. It was kind of like, I, I enjoyed watching it because Black Mirror is really good at this one thing. It built its own world, which somehow is a commentary on our world, our mm -hmm. own world mm -hmm. that we inhabit, but it's very much its own Black Mirror world. I believe it's connected based off of this. Yeah. Based off of this, I see, oh, these are all happening in the same... Tons of Easter eggs. Like, universe. Tons of Easter eggs. I mean, like, layers and layers and layers of references to other Black Mirror episodes. Mm -hmm. And there were things that I really enjoyed about watching it. And when I got to the first ending, quote unquote, we're spoiling this internet. I I, I don't need to say what happened, but I was like, huh? And it wait, no, me, let's say say what happened because we talking about. Well, it, so I, wait, you know, I like made. I decided not to make the game in the office and made it at home, and it was right failure or no maybe the opposite i can't remember but it basically what happened is there was a review of the game that i made and they're like it sucks and then it was over it's like, and then maybe somebody I try again maybe he says i should try again and it sends me back and i was perplexed and so i choose some other things and i thought oh maybe it's going to factor that into the story about multiple timelines and you've got the one developer character saying haven't i met you before i feel like we know each other i told you i would see you again and that stuff was happening and over the course of it i was enjoying those moments when you make a decision and mostly just impressed at the technical marvel of being able to choose a different thing and it doesn't buffer it doesn't load there's just a 10 second pause while a character is doing something on the screen there's no you don't see the seams you know right. for the most part you don't see the seams and where a stitch is together i must have spent Two and a half, maybe three hours what? watching it and getting a bunch of different things because I would want to go back and try different stuff. 
And when I got the good ending, the comprehensive, thorough, good ending. What's that? You discover what I had joked about in the beginning of the process. I said, how funny is this going to be when this whole thing is just about like Black Mirror says out loud, we made an interactive game for you to play and this is what it is. And that is the ultimate ending. You see the person who made Bandersnatch. The woman. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm making this game and you're going to play it. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess that one. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, I'm really impressed at the, the mechanics. I think it's a really cool style of storytelling that we haven't really had a ton of experience with as far as Netflix goes, where streaming stories go. But this story did nothing for me. So I'm going to tell you, I was turned off by this. Yeah. I was turned off because it did not give... It's like when you go to a family member's house and you go, you make your macaroni and cheese? Mm -hmm. And they go, yeah. And you go, oh! And you just have this experience in your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm finally going to get aunt or uncle or cousin (laughs) so-and-so's such and such. (laughs) You know? When Black Mirror comes out, I have the same, all right, here we go. I'm going to have this experience. And I sit down and I go, what the hell is this? It has nothing to say. I was like, what am I even... I don't want to work. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. tell me the freaking story. Because what I, this is the thing that I learned from being in the tech world a little bit. UI is good. Design is good when you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like you just arrive where I want you to arrive, and you feel like you didn't even... I felt like when I was playing Bandersnatch, I was working. Mm. It was like a bad video game you know yeah, like sure when you're playing god of war it's like a a tracking shot the entire way you know you don't even feel like you say you don't feel the scene but you're making decisions second by second by second by second by second by second you're making decisions yeah you know you're com- completely deciding the whole way that's right but with bandersnatch you're watching the movie and it almost goes time to make a decision wake up wake up and you go, oh, oh, uh, 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 I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's almost like a disturbance. It disturbed me. And I was like, just tell me the story. Mm. And how much of that do you think comes from the fact that you don't have the expectation to be making these choices within the context of watching Netflix? As opposed to playing a video game, you know exactly what this is all about. Maybe. And I think there's another aspect of it that kind of annoyed me when it was just like, uh, it came across gimmicky. And I'm going to just talk talk about some of these endings. Yeah. The direction when you're just like, I'm watching the show and it gives you an option and it's the Netflix logo. Yeah. And I was like, and you what? Like explain Netflix to him. Netflix? And it's like, explain Netflix. And I and it just kind of got corny. It was like, oh, are you I I did I didn't even wanna like I didn't even want to entertain that. I mm-hmm. was like, but in order to is for it's I felt like I was forced to do a side mission. Hmm. Get back in the boat with Atreus and go where we're going. I don't want to go down here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, tell me the story. Sure. And when I got to that ending, I just felt, and this is the other thing that kind of frustrated me. 
I was confused mm. about what was going on and not the homecoming confused, mm-hmm. not the good confused. Homecoming, kind of, the TV show, not the yeah, Spider-Man movie. Not the homecoming where you're like, man, what's going on here? And then I'm sitting here letting the, the, the storyteller tell me the story. Yeah. I kind of felt like I had technology and I needed someone to explain to me how to use it. You know? You know how when you first get something or when you first open the app and you're like, you, you're expecting, and this is, again, this is very like designing websites, Octavius. Like, well, the button, my thumb's automatically going here sure. and there's no button there. Sure. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm tempted to just close the app because yeah. I'm having to work too hard. Yeah. So the experience of playing the game and watching the movie and kind of things were happening and I was like, I'm not quite clear what's even happening mm-hmm. in the story at this point. Sure. You know? Yeah. So for me, I was very excited about the idea and the actual spectacle or the experience of doing it. So it's definitely not something that I want them to keep doing at the expense of good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do I think eventually we will get to the point where this will become more and more seamless and better and better and we'll get get used to it and they'll refine, refine it? Of course. Yeah. Like everything else, this was an experiment. Mm-hmm. And I think, this is cool. All right, great. Now give me four more episodes of Black Mirror now that you're done playing. Like, yeah. I don't, cool, cool, cool backflip. You know what I mean? Like, get back to regular program. Yeah, let's get back to what we do here because this uh-huh. is not what I want from you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I feel as though I have a list of complaints, but the bottom line for me is the complaints aren't very important to me because I, I wrote this off as a side mission to begin with. But when it was announced a while ago, I we talked about it, I think, on the show because there was news like the next Black Mirror episode could allow you to interact with it. And I remember thinking... I want to know what that looks like. Yeah. Because I, I have no idea. Now I know. I will say the my takeaway is cool prototype. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to when it's a fully fleshed out, realized, well-designed thing. Yeah. And my list of complaints are things like, I don't think this Black Mirror story has anything to say, actually, which is very not Black Mirror. Right. And when you put the uh, the choices in my hands, two things. One, there weren't real choices. Exactly. There weren't real choices because I felt- I, I'm not going to choose these to begin with. So I didn't really feel like they were my choices. And two, the whole story was about how you can't do anything but choose and fate is all there is to it, and you, there, you, there is potentially no free will. But my friend, you had like six or seven endings, and that negates your point. Like if I can choose which ending I'm going to get, then that negates your point. Don't get, if this is about free will and whether or not it exists, then don't give me the ability to choose. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all just kind of like took the rug out from under yourselves, shot yourselves in the foot. So the story it had no impact for me. The stakes were so low. Yeah. Is he going to make a game? I guess I don't care. But when you give me the option to say like kill your dad or chop up your dad, I'm like I wouldn't choose either of these. Yeah, I would and, choose to not play. And also, I think, again, because of the... I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's something about, like we just talked about, a horror movie that kind of feels like 
I mean, hereditary felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like I had no choice. Yeah, and you part of I mean? that fear comes from your lack of control. It's kind of like clink, 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 clink. And I'm just like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. But for you to be like, hey, again, hey, 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 uh, which way you want to go with the story? I'm like, man, I don't know. Netflix, I don't like why you keep talking to me. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. You yeah. know, like. I don't know if you if you have that if you're out somewhere and someone's like follow me and you go okay and they go is it this way or is it that way and they look at you and you're like no no I don't know you just told me to follow you sure you know it's yeah. like like man watch out just just but then you're like well, I didn't even want to go here yeah you know what I'm saying like I'm here because you said you wanted to go yeah so when you I when think you once they get the user interface because mm-hmm. I think there's potential here but Definitely. once they work on how do we make you feel the Black Mirror experience, but at the same time, not constantly jolt you out of it and expect you to come back in seamlessly. Because maybe it visually was seamless, but experientially was like someone who doesn't know how to drive stick. That's right. You know what I mean? It's constantly jerking you in and out of the show. Mm -hmm. And the text at the bottom that gives you the actual choice, left or right, A or B, one or two, and it's an actual word, right? Or a sentence or a phrase. I'm envisioning a future in which this concept, these mechanics are purely visual. You have a character looking at this album where you can turn to the right and look at this album. And you choose that. But there's a lot more work that goes into that. They either need to, you know, Virtual what, reality, film reality. This, each of those scenes and you cannot skip it at all or else it'll look herky-jerky and inorganic. Or it's just got to be animated. Is it, is it a little bit, uh, is it a little, um, what do they say, Uncanny Valley? A little bit Uncanny Valley, but like in the actions you know, yeah. except usually they talk about Uncanny Valley, like, you know, features of a face and it or makes what you makes go, someone look human. This isn't, I can tell you're not human. Right. It's so close, but that emphasizes the the ways in which it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you, oh, it's so close. You look so, so, so like a human, but that means that every little flaw is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Every little one. And instead of that concerning you know the face this is the way someone behaves or the way a story works you know i neat trick i'm looking forward to seeing what happens next but you know i'm not going to go in for more maybe and also maybe it was the form of storytelling because i can imagine there's a kind of storytelling that's kind of just like yeah this is awesome you know what i mean but I think it's because of what we expect from Black Mirror and the kind of story they were telling and the kind of questions they were asking us and the decisions they were asking us to make that kind of created some experiential stakes that were kind of like, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or, all right, I can just... Or there's an aspect of it that just you just kind of take yourself out of it and you go, this, whatever, that, sure, kill your dad, <laughs> bury him. <laughs> throw, all right, go back. Throw a tea over your computer. Cut him up. Yeah. Uh, T or break it. Uh, I don't know, break it. And that's kind of high. And at towards the end of it, I was kind of going through it like that, just like just pressing a button. Sure, not really like emotionally invested in the story. By the way, a really bizarre thing for Black Mirror as a series to do because Black Mirror, in my mind, is known for having these really specific visions of the future, 
And when you offer the interactivity part, you are sacrificing the design, the specificity of the story that you are trying to tell. So when I watch an episode of Black Mirror, you better believe the characters in that episode are not doing things I want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the story. That's a, the purpose. It's illustrating this, this point that it's making. And in this Bandersnatch movie, in this, in this feature, that, that, that vision, that point of view, that very specific message mm-hmm. is sacrificed, thrown to the wind, which I think is a shame because that's what I know Black Mirror to be good at. Is, is, that, is that meaning? Is that message? The point. Right. right. So the whole time I was like, what is the point y'all are trying to make? Because it's it's fatiguing to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that. Netflix is popping right now. Good on you, Netflix. You are killing it. You got every anime under the sun coming to your channel. You got Bird Box, which is breaking record records for your platform. Mm-hmm. You got Bandersnatch, which people are talking about. A, a thing came out today about a different ending that almost no one got. Huh. And that's yeah, neat. Yeah, I saw, like, you have to go through this specific... And the thing is, I don't feel like going through all that. Just show me what the ending was. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Google that. Because I knew it's like, well, it's only a matter of days before YouTube will just put up every ending for... Oh, yeah. Someone on Reddit put it up within, like, three hours. It was like a f- flow chart, you know? Right. Which I think is... That's unique. And I appreciate the technology behind that. It just wasn't all that fun. Yep. So mm-hmm. one last thing before we go. Mm-hmm. I know that the internet has been watching something else and it is called Surviving R. Kelly. Is that right? That's right. Surviving R. Kelly. Uh, a six-part docu-series. On Lifetime. Six one-hour episodes on Lifetime that is talking through um, R. Kelly and all of the various survivors and the accusations and the history and all the rest of that stuff. And... Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about Heroes of the Week in a long time, mm-hmm. but I want to take this moment to shout out all of the survivors from that docuseries who heroically told their stories and explained, um, which, I mean, it was tough for me to watch it. It's tough for my wife and I to watch it. Yeah. I can only imagine how much you, they've had to actually overcome, you know, through yeah. living through it. And I just thought that that was some very bold, courageous, heroic stuff to to tell their stories mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't imagine. I'm not even going to sit here and act like I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what that's like. Um, but I just want to say that I think it is important that these stories are told. Mm. It's important that this show is out there and it has brought up so much conversation about once again, how we look at our cultural heroes. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? The people who we've lifted up on pedestals and how we treat them and what they're able to do and what they're able to get away with and who we're listening to and how we're valuing women and black women and all this kind of stuff. Whether or not we can separate the art from the artist is one of the difficult to navigate conversations that folks were having right now. Yeah. I remember when Spotify said that they were taking R. Kelly's music down. And several other artists said, if you take his music down, we're taking our music off too. And one of those artists was Kendrick Lamar. And I'm like, yeah, so this, this, I have a lot to work 
through. <laughs> it, it's interesting because watching, because I watched all six hours of this, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a time machine, mm-hmm. you know, to go back and like, oh yeah, Aaliyah. And you go, oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I remember that, but I don't remember it like that. Yeah, you know what I'm same, saying? Like, same. I'm significantly older mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Right, the trial. And then you, it, it's so funny because like I'm looking at it with my 2019 eyes mm-hmm. and I'm seeing people go, R. Kelly is innocent. Y'all just trying, you're going, oh, I don't even remember it like that. Mm-hmm. So this this is like a very objective, like at least from the people's Accounts. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. And you're just kind of like, oh wow, this is, this ain't new. Like mm-hmm. this dude has been being accused of this stuff for decades since the beginning of his career. Yeah, decades. Yeah. And there's so much stuff that this brings up to have discussions about yeah. because there are people like we can look at R. Kelly, you know, and say. This dude has been bugging for a long time. This mm-hmm. dude is what, if we're talking comic books, this dude is what we would call a villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? This dude is a predator. This dude is a person who so many people have been victimized and have the same story and have been talking about this for so long that we have to get to a point where we say, do we care when people are saying these things. Do we care about women? Do we care about black women? Are we going to listen to them when they say stuff? Yeah. You know? The and- qu- the question that I'm grappling with, you know, it's it's easy for me. It's it's pretty easy for me to say after by only watching one part of the show, not for lack of interest, but because I, I had started to say before we even started recording tonight, I- I've rendered my opinion on R. Kelly. I'm done with him. Put him in the trash. I hope that our justice system catches up to this Mm -hmm. and like this docu-series and these survivors and these stories inspires the justice system to work because it hasn't. And I I hope that is what happened, but I I didn't want to spend another five hours with it because I was like, I'm good. I believe these women and I'm, I'm good. These stories are going to, I'm, I don't want my head to be dunked under that water for so long because I, I have the privilege, privilege of choosing myself out. I do have interest in this existing, but the the question that I really need to grapple with right now is, um, you know, if if R. Kelly is a villain, what does that make the people who helped him along the way? And is every person who teamed up with the Joker to rob a bank equal to the Joker? Are we all under the same bus? Are we all... Bad guys in the same way. When someone says, put on remix to Ignition. And I say, yes, definitely. And I play it and it lights up a room and we're all feeling it and we're all happy. And, you know, where am I? And what, what does complicit look like? You know, what, what do I look like? What does my soul look like? I don't know how to answer that question. I actually don't know how to answer that question. But um sad and sickened and it's weird it does feel like a a bit of a time travel because i'm i was watching the first part when they're talking about his marriage to Aaliyah and you know the songs that Aaliyah was writing Mm -hmm. with him Mm -hmm. in the studio about a young girl trying to give it to an older man and like how that's a good thing and like it's a bop and i remember it 
<laughs> Listen, man, every time one of them songs came on, I was like, jams. Mm-hmm. This joint is crazy. And at the same time, you're going like, oh. Yeah. AJ number, number. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're hearing bump and grind and going, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's wild. There, There is a real real thing that we have to do in our own ways to wrestle through in a lot of ways things that we look back on and we are not proud of yeah you know what i'm saying things that we enjoyed at one time and we have the perspective now to go that there's a problem with that yeah and that is what we all have to do and we should do that and when someone brings this kind of stuff up i think it's important to take take some personal inventory and go okay i gotta kind of dig into me here you know what i'm saying and figure out what am i gonna do like how am i gonna respond to that because there are people who are still gonna say well i don't understand why i can't listen to step in the name of love Mm -hmm. i got married that was our first dance yeah with my husband or with my wife Mm -hmm. you know um happy people that's the family that's the family reunion joint you Mm -hmm. know yada 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 like there are Thoughts and memories and moments connected to music that was made by this person who also allegedly, in which I personally believe, has done some very horrible, terrible, villainous stuff. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing for us to reconcile, which goes, wait, but if you're a bad guy, that means you can only do bad. You Mm. can't make good stuff if you're, well, if you're good, if you make good, if you're a good guy, you never do anything bad and you always make good stuff because that's what good guys do. Mm -hmm. And if you're a bad guy, you only do bad things and you only make bad stuff because that's what bad guys do. Mm -hmm. But what this is doing is going, I think there's a lot of people go, this is a bad guy. Mm -hmm. This is it. And it's not a bad guy who's reformed. Mm -hmm. This is an active current yeah. Practicing bad guy. Yeah, he tweeted out that he was going to sue everyone involved in the show. I hear he's making a website, surviving accusations, surviving, su- surviving, surviving, or something like that. He's making a website or some crap. So he's an he's an actor. That that's some like OJ if I did it business. I don't I know. don't get it. Bottom line is, it's a thing that now we have to wrestle with and go, so how do I deal with finding out that a guy who I who's done a lot of good stuff has also done a lot of bad stuff uh, and I think that that's some that's some ground that we as a community are kind of going oof mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like it, it's and don't, don't get me wrong this is on a huge this is on a way not the same scale mm-hmm. but it's a it's a much bigger version of the small conversation of like you know but he does all of this damage too you know what i'm saying he comes in and he saves this stuff but look at all the damage he leaves behind him mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so he makes happy people he makes bumping grind he makes this but he's also raping people allegedly and harming people along the way is there a way where we can enjoy the art that was made can we divorce the artist from the art? And this is something that I think some people are just kind of like, I've decided, and I get that. Mm-hmm. The, the other people who are wrestling like, 
how do I don't I don't I actually there are other people who don't know, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying like it's a real thing to wrestle with. Yeah, and I for one, not about to jump down nobody's throat and yeah. tell them where to land. Sure, you know what I'm saying. I definitely want people to consider what it looks like in 2019 to be in this situation mm-hmm. because R. Kelly streams went up 16. percent Sure did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then people who are like, how could you stream his music? And then there's another side of people who are like, I never even heard of R. Kelly before. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some there's some people who, you know, Lil Yachty's doesn't know who certain rappers are. And you're like, what? How mm-hmm. do you not know? So you got to believe there are people who've watched this show who are going like, I don't know about R. Kelly or I'm so, I'm, I missed all of that. Mm-hmm. I missed that aspect of his life. So it's it's a lot for us to work through because trust and believe this will not be this is not the first and this will not be the last time we are met with oh gosh Mm -hmm. this person who made or was a part of all of this stuff that i love and has played a huge part in my life you know what i mean god forbid we find out that your favorite such and such who made your favorite or the thing that you and your kid did together now we find out they've done these horrible things do you now cut off that connection with your kid or your wife it's i don't know man it's yeah it's hard it's a hard thing because it's it's almost like is there a way to acknowledge that this horrible thing has been... And this isn't even about R. Kelly, if, if I haven't made that clear. I'm not having an R. Kelly conversation anymore. I'm talking about the concept mm-hmm. of like, when I find out, it's not, oh, they're making the burgers out of human flesh. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, you just, you don't eat human flesh. It's sure. more like, this person did both things. Yeah. They did really great things and horrible things. Yeah. Kanye makes really cool sneakers, and he's also bugging and supporting... Trump. Mm-hmm. But them sneakers are fire. Yeah, you know it. It, it this is it, it's that's not. A, that's it's smaller, but you know it's it's not analogous. Uh, but the, the, that that kind of conflict and um, upset of of not being able to get a fulfilling conclusion, like yep, figured it out, done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reminds me of when we went to see Tanahasi speak. Ta-Nehisi Coates speak, and uh, he talked about you know living with the reality of racism. And I, I can't remember if this was in response to a question or if it was his own like unsolicited idea that he just offered to everyone. But someone might have asked, like you know, how do you how do you make your life comfortable knowing that this stuff exists, or you know, how do you figure it out? How do you resolve racism? How do you how do you reach a solution? And you're good. And uh, he said, like, no, you don't. That's, that's the world. You don't. You always have that discomfort. Always. It never goes away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you figure out what you do with that. In his case, you know, you, you become someone who is critical of the world around you. You write. You research. You talk. You discuss. You speak with yourself. You speak with your friends. Your, your God. You, you make things if you need that you watch movies if you need that you read comics if you need that you do what you need to do but you live with the existence of this you have to live with the existence of this right and i I think that that's important that we are reminded of that that there, there are not any happy endings awarded to anybody it's not just given to you like 
it's done. You did it. You beat the game. You saved the princess. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about Bowser ever again. It's, it doesn't work mm. out like that. Mm. You know, you, you have to make that for yourself on a daily basis, on a minute-to-minute basis. And sometimes you can't do that. And you, you I, I should use I statements. Sometimes I can't do that or it's harder to do that. Yeah. And sometimes I fall victim to things that I, I wish I wouldn't, or I feel guilty about being interested in things that I, I wish I wasn't. Or mm-hmm. I, I mean, who knows? There are a number of things, but that's that's the thing. I, I don't know if you had the opportunity to read all twelve issues of Tom King's Mister Miracle Run, but the story, in my interpretation, and I won't spoil this, the story is about a man trying to find that balance mm-hmm. of light and dark. And the conclusion, a lot of people have a lot of feelings about the conclusion. I have a lot of feelings about the conclusion of that story, but I think it's highly relevant to this kind of feeling, this conflict that exists, that gap. Yeah. And um, I can say, I'm done with R. Kelly. I'm good. I don't necessarily want to dip back into his his music by my own damn self. But if I walk into a bar and it's playing, I'm not going to tell the DJ to turn it off. I'm not going to leave the bar. I'm not going to assume that everybody here is a cretin or a villain themselves. Right. I'm going to assume that everybody here is a person like me struggling through it like me. Yeah. I'm on the side of, and I've said this on the show before, and I'll, this is, this is a lot of times I come to conclusions on things, mm. certain things that I can before I run into a situation so that when things that are not decided for me, I have a filter to push them through. Yeah. And the things that help me is like, here are my pillars. Truth and justice. Mm-hmm. Like those are the big things that I function from. I don't know everything, but I know I'm on the side of truth and I know I'm on the side of justice. Sure. So here's the truth for me. R. Kelly's made some great songs that I subjectively personally enjoy to this day. Mm-hmm. He has made art that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That is the truth from my perspective. He also allegedly has done some horrendous, villainous, terrible things and abused people. Abuse is misuse. He has misused people. And I personally believe that these women are telling the truth. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. So I think justice in that situation is we need to get to the bottom of what this guy has allegedly done. Mm-hmm. We can't just let him run around doing and continuing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not cool. And that's kind of what, that's what I got. Yeah. You know? Now, you shouldn't, you you can't, and you just mute. I'm like, fam, I'm not going to go bang 12 play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I also think that people need to consider what you're supporting with your allegiance and your and your and your alignment. Yeah. You know, like this concept of being above reproach. Do you want to align yourself with a character who is allegedly do you believe that these women are telling the truth? Do you believe that this person has done these things? Mm-hmm. And if so, do you feel like you can align yourself? You know, can you the the saying is can you heat burning coals next to your chest and not get burnt? Mm-hmm. My answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. And I'm not going to align myself with someone who's I believe has done these things. Sure. Like, I can't support that. 
Yeah. The same way I'm not going to walk around wearing a Make America Great Again hat. I can't support that. Mm-hmm. You know? And the fact that people who are rocking that and are supporting that, that helps me to be able to conclude how am I going to move? Mm-hmm. But that's, that. That's I'm just sharing my method of operation. Truth, justice. This is how I approach it and go, what's the truth about the situation? Do I or do I not know the truth? Mm-hmm. You know? Or what do I believe the truth is and what do I think the just way to go about it is? Mm-hmm. But I can't, run up on nobody and and put them in an arm lock and make them do it. I can advocate, plead, mm-hmm. but at a certain point you got to make that decision and I acknowledge the difficulty of this. Yeah. Because God forbid it's my favorite thing. Yeah. I'm going to be struggling. Yeah. I'm going to be struggling, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be hard to like dad, I got to stop cold all it. I love this stuff. Mhm. So I just think there's more to it. And I think it's good that this conversation is happening and people are really working through and looking back at hip hop, R&B, the culture around it, rape culture in general, the toxic masculinity, listening to women when they say things, listening to people who talk about being abused and taken advantage of. And we're in a culture now where these conversations are a lot more prevalent and open to be had. And people Mm -hmm. are not kind of, because in the black culture, and I'm going to stop at this, it's like a lot of it is you keep the family stuff within the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't care who said what and did what. You keep that within the family. That's in a lot of ways, that's not healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. So I'm glad that we're in a culture where it's now talk about it. Talk to me. Talk to someone. Share. I, you know, I want to hear from you. I want to talk about it. I want to get down to what the truth about this is. I want to get down to making sure the people who have been treated unjustly receive justice. Like I want to do that and the world is more accepting to that. Yeah. I I'll, I'll say my 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 last thought on this. At first when I found out about the show, I was, you know, upset that it even had to exist. I was just upset like this has to be a lifetime series that everyone's going to tune into on television and watch this. I'm sick to my stomach just thinking about that this isn't happening in a court case. This isn't happening in an active trial right. that we're finding out about. It's a TV show. Lifetime's put money in their pocket, like billfolds. And it occurred to me two things. One, I should be sick about that. That's kind of the point, isn't it? We wouldn't have to have this show if it was being taken care of in the appropriate place. And two, if it's on television, that means that it's reaching a massive amount of people. And that's also the point. It has to, because it hasn't been. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of, I've heard that there is some movement on some legal, you know, legal charges that are like, there's there's some movement towards getting R. Kelly, I don't even know what the proper terminology is. They're they're trying to, they're they're trying to bring charges against them. Prosecution. Actively. Yeah. Like currently actively in light of what's going on right now. That's right. So again, the heroic women who have told their stories in public, I think that's heroic. I think those women are about to put him in Arkham, and that's that. That's what's going to happen. And I hope he's got a doctor to talk to him while he's there, because he's got a lot of shit that he needs to work out. 
A lot to work through. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick any comics up. What did you get? Uh, I did pick up some comics. Uh, for some reason, I'm in uh, like anime and manga mode. I've been watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh-huh. I've been watching uh, a lot of different anime recommendations for friends. So I picked up a, a big manga today called 20th Century Boys. Let me get that when you know. Uh, which I'm very excited to dive into. Also picked up Miles Morales Spider-Man number two. You notice they call it Miles Morales Spider-Man instead of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Miles Morales. I'm, I'm ready for this. Saladin Ahmed's been good. Bitterroot number three. Mm-hmm. I know you've been looking forward to reading those. Have you been keeping up on it? I've got one. I didn't get two and three. Good stuff. Murder Falcon number four. Um, one of my new favorite books is called Die. It's kind of like Jumanji and Dungeons and Dragons. I heard. So good. Interesting. Really good. And I picked up Batman number 62, which I read this afternoon, and it is horrifying. Very scary stuff. Awesome. It's really good from the same team that did Mr. Miracle, Tom King, Mitch Gerads. Good book. I didn't get any comics yet because money's kind of funny. Spend them all the, on those hot wings. You, I, I forced you to spend them on all those hot wings. Well, paying for the, I'm paying for that in its own way. Well, it's because you ain't got no sense. <laughs> well, internet, that's 101. Back into 20... 19, we went over a couple movies. Mm-hmm. We went over some random stuff that's going on on the internet. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. We went, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Mm-hmm. You know, we went outer space, you know, and there was white people in both places. That's right. That is that is right. Well, that's true. you know, Momo is not all white, I don't think. Was I think. Matt Damon in If Beale Street Could Talk? I think... He might have been the cop. Oh, no. no oh, no. He him. was Beale Street. He, he, <laughs> he was the one talking. No, no, no. He wasn't in it. But um, that's episode 101. Let us know what you guys thought of Aquaman, what you thought of Bumblebee, and if Beale Street could talk. And what else did we talk about? We talked about Venom. We talked Venom. about uh, uh, Bandersnatch. We talked about yeah, Bird yeah. Box. Bird Box. Yeah. And Let the Bird Box Challenge. Went. Internet, don't do the Bird Box Challenge. No, it's dumb. Don't walk around it's dumb. blindfolded. Don't do this. Don't drive blindfolded. Mm-mm. Don't do none of that. Mm-mm. All right. So that's that. Um, game. Episode 101. We'll see you guys for episode 102. Any movies coming out? Oh, Glass. Glass is coming out. We're going to see Glass next Tuesday. That's right. So we'll probably talk about that in episode 102, or they might be a one-shot attached to it. We'll see. That's right. So that's that. I'm looking forward to that. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 